Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. Our guest today is with us so often that he's almost my Seek Reality co-host. He was my first guest 10 years ago. And in case you're curious about these things, Carol and Mikey Morgan actually were my second guests. This is Dr. R. Craig Hogan's 42nd appearance with us here, which means that like clockwork, he's been joining us four times every year since that first episode. And as always... Craig has the possibility of bringing us a different topic every single time to share. He has plenty of topics, and he could have a different topic today, too. But we talked about that. And in honor of Craig's first appearance as a, a, a someone in our new audio-video format, doesn't he look good, by the way? We, we, we talked about this. We decided that actually we're just post-post-post-graduate students. We've never really fully grown up, he and I. We decided to revisit a very basic and crucial, crucially important topic, something that he and I haven't talked about, just the two of us, in a very long time. And we certainly not haven't talked in public for you in a very long time about this either. So really, I'm not sure we even altogether agree about every detail precisely anymore, which should make this conversation kind of interesting. Our topic today is going to be a wide-roving conversation about what the afterlife is reported to be like by those who talk to us about it from there. So why might Craig and I disagree about some of these details when we both have done such extensive research? Well, the answer to that question is really simple. Imagine two extraterrestrial teams that both have explored on the planet Earth, one maybe in the northeastern United States, and one in the western Ural Mountains, maybe, or in Central Africa, or someplace very different. Wouldn't they have different reports to make? And the whole afterlife and the astral plane are much more gigantic and very much more complex in different areas than this one planet. So, <laughs> yeah, we may we maybe have, have different perspectives at this point on this very gigantic topic. So let's talk about the afterlife details from our two different perspectives. So let's just have some fun with this. Craig, my dear friend, welcome. I'm so happy to have you back with us yet again. Well, I'm happy to be here. We have a wonderful time when we get together. And there's so much to talk about. We know so much more now than humankind has ever known about the life after this life and afterlife communication. I'd love to share it. So I'm looking forward to today. Yeah, when we first decided this would be our topic, I started really looking forward to it, too. First, let's talk about the process. When when someone transitions, uh, we have a different mindset almost right away because suddenly maybe we didn't quite believe that we were going to have an afterlife. And suddenly, wow, we're in a whole new world. Talk about that. What, what happens right after we die? Yeah. And everything that we're getting is coming from people living in the life out of this life. So they're coming through and they want us to know about it. They want us to realize what the truth is. 
So they come through very clearly through mediums and, and others. And, but it's not coming from a religion or it's not coming from a guru. It's all coming from the life after this life. And what they say is that all it is is a different focus. So they describe it as being, well, I was, I was there one minute and then I was here the next minute. I don't know what happened. I was, it just happened. And, and they say it's very easy transition. The transition is never painful. There is no pain. Uh, even if they're in a painful circumstance in which the passing happens, they are taken out before the, the pain starts. So in other words, uh, we have the, the descriptions of a, a man who was in World War One. And uh, he had gotten up, he was an Englishman, and he'd gotten up to, to charge at the Germans across the no man's land where nobody ever survived. And he got up and charged, and as he was charging, he was charging and firing his gun and with all his, he was worth. And, and after a while, the Germans were running right past him. He couldn't figure out what was going on. And so then he yeah. jumped in a foxhole and, and he woke up a little bit later and there was a friend of his coming, but his friend had been killed two months before. And so he explained to him, you know, you, you've, you bought it is what he said. <laughs> you bought the farm. <laughs> yeah. You, you've, uh, you've gone on to the next life. But the important thing is he didn't even know that his body had been exploded. He didn't know that he had, had had that, that accident on the battlefield. And so he just kept on going. And uh, that's the way it is. The transition is so easy. People say that they, they sometimes fall asleep. It's uh, like falling asleep and then you awaken on the other side. There's nothing to fear about the transition that we call death. It is a normal, natural transition. We are, our universal intelligence is always looking out for us, always trying to help us and would never make us feel pain during that time or make us feel disillusioned. So some people do when they go to the other side, they don't know what happened. They don't understand what happened. And, and it takes them a while to, to realize that they've gone on. But everybody does make that transition and they do have that understanding after a while in the afterlife. I think that's very important in people, who, especially parents of young people who have have died in auto accident, need to know that when when the impact happens, their child is already out of that body. They're seeing the accident from above. There was no pain. So be comforted about that. When, when there's a, a, a multi-person disaster, those people are seeing that disaster from above. At, at 9-11, those people saw that accident from above. It, it's, it's really a very, very easy, very comfortable um, transition, however people go. Yeah, even in the case of hospice, if a person is looks like their body is having pain and they're writhing and they're having difficulty and but they're they're not cognizant, then they're already gone. They're not in the body. This is what they tell us from the other side. That body is still there. The body is still reacting, and it looks like there's pain there, but there is no pain. The person is completely out of it, has gone on to the next realm. And so we don't need to worry about people. When we see our loved one who is laying there, in, it looks like they're convulsing. It looks like they're in pain. They're not. They're yeah. already gone. Now, they may come back to the body for a lucid period. There's a thing called uh, terminal lucidity. In terminal lucidity, the person comes back and is lucid for a period of time, perhaps a day, and completely lucid. And they talk to their loved ones and they, they divvy up what it is that they have. And, and then after that period of time, then, then they go into their, their complete release from the body and into the next life. But you need not worry about the person having any pain during that time. 
Yeah, it's, it's very comforting to know that. Why does terminal lucidity happen? Well, as we're separating from our body, one of the things we do is separate from the brain. So if someone was in a coma, you know, maybe they were had al- Alzheimer's or they were really uh, 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 totally uh, almost the body, the brain was useless. Well, as they separate from that useless brain, their very useful mind was perfectly healthy. As it separates, suddenly they're fine again, very briefly. And that's why we have terminal lucidity, which is something that I guarantee you the the, the uh, medical community does not understand, but we do mm-hmm. because we study these things. Yeah, especially for people who have a dis- disability like Alzheimer's. And the brain is Swiss cheese and, and there are, the brain is not going to function. There's nothing there to function. But even with Alzheimer's, they will awaken suddenly. Um, in one incident, a, a man was with severe Alzheimer's and in, in his final stages would swat at people who touched him like it was swatting a fly and he was incoherent and he wouldn't sleep through the night. And, and then a, a day before he he made his transition, then he woke up. He was lucid. He talked to his his loved ones. He touched them, had them touch him, and and it was an entirely different person. And then after that, then he passed. The reason for that is that we're given as as we are beings who are loved by our universal intelligence. We are part of our universal intelligence. So everything that happens happens for our good whatever it is that might happen. And so we can plan on the fact that the the end of our life is also going to be for our good. And there will be means taken to make sure that we have a smooth transition and that we wake up in the life after this life just as though we had changed focus. And instead of looking at the waterfall behind us, we were looking at at the ocean in front of us. And and you just turn around and look at, at the waterfall again, and it's just a different focus. That's all it is. And that's what happens when we transition to the next life. So take us ahead now um, as we enter the afterlife. What What is that like for people? So there are different circumstances for different people. So there isn't any single circumstance. And uh, there, if someone says, well, this is exactly what happens to everybody, then that's simply not true. And we know this from the testimonies that we received in the Leslie Flint seances from books uh, such as Anthony Borgia's Life in the, in the World Unseen, and these books containing the statements by mediums about the life after this life. And what they say is that we will have our circumstances and the way in which we need to have them. Uh, one man, for instance, woke up in a field. And as he woke up in a field, a, a horse was coming towards him. And it was his old horse that he had had when he was alive. And his horse was named Jenny. And and he was just uh, excited to see her. And she was excited to see him. And and so he woke up in the middle of a field to the, his horse coming. Another woman, uh, Queen Alexandra, uh, of, uh, of, uh, the new, uh, of, of the UK had w- awakened in a room that was very much like the room she had had when she was a girl when, and her loved ones were all sitting around her. Another woman, uh, who had awakened suddenly in the life after this life found that she was in what looked like a hospital setting. It was like a sanitarium. And there were people lying around in beds and, and there were others who were taking care of them. And, and then her sister came in and, and her sister came, walked up to her. And, and as her sister walked up to her, she said that was Kate, but it can't be Kate. Kate's dead. And so then she had a conversation with her sister. And then after that, then they went down to their loved ones and, and she greeted them. 
the circumstances that happen after the our passing are all unique but they are suited to us each one of us is individual so we needn't worry about that it's going to be something that's going to be wonderful and we can look forward to it and so but then now certain things happen in our lives for most of us we have a um a life review we meet with our loved ones we what are what are some of the things that happen for most of us there is once we have left the body then some people will stay on the earth plane they're called earthbounds they don't want to leave the earth plane they're not in a body anymore but they do wander around the earth plane uh, but for most of us what we're going to be doing is we're going to go immediately into what's called level three or summerland mm -hmm. and in level three or summerland that that's where we're going to be living for an extended period of time and that there we have houses and we live in the houses and we have uh, lakes and streams and buildings and vast cathedrals of, of, that uh, that are devoted to wisdom uh, and they are filled with books and so all of these things happen in the life after this life and we may go to sleep for a period of time and then wake up in the life after this life and many people do that many people do i've read that as well yeah other people just go on they they uh, are in this life and all of a sudden they're just in the next life and and uh, they go on and they continue their lives there but whatever happens it's suited to us as individuals and but and what i've read is that it's almost standard for there to be a period of sleep and then after that we don't ever sleep again it's like one very long day of playtime yeah and that that period of time is is they say it's two or three earth days is, uh, is the period of time it's very short so other people have a, a a brief period of sleep it's just for a few minutes uh in which they're simply trans transported to, into the life after this life but the, that period of sleep then enables them to regenerate. It allows them to to be prepared for the next stages that are going to be happening. And then when they do waken, then their loved ones are around them. And for people who don't have loved ones who, who would be around them, there are caretakers. There are people who are assigned to them. And they then will spend their time with the caretakers and they will explain what happened and take them on tours of the, of the place that they're going to be living and, and help them to acclimate to it. But everybody is able to find some comfort in what happens at life after this life. It's meant to be that way by our universal intelligence. And it, often it's our, our own loved ones who are mm -hmm. giving us guidance. But if there are people you don't want to see, you don't have to see them. Right. It's it's really very tuned to what makes you most comfortable. And you don't have to ask for it. So everything that, that we want, everything that we desire, then is already known by our universal intelligence, and it simply happens. So if we don't want to see somebody, they just never enter our lives. We never will see them again until later. If we decided when we went to the next life that we felt different, like we'd like to reconcile with that person, then all we have to do is say it. All we have to do is want it, and it will be available to us. But we still can make the choice to not see somebody or not spend any time with anybody. People decide who they're going to live with. So if a person had two or three spouses, then uh, the person can decide to live with one of them or two of them or all three of them or none of them. 
uh, yeah. completely free will. And that may mean that somebody is left out. Somebody who wishes that they, they would stay with them is left out. And that's just like on the earth plane. We make our decisions and then we have to live with what it is that the, the other person decides about us as well as what yeah. we decide. And so then we become reconciled to that. So uh, in our circumstances, in our lives, in the life after this life, we don't have to ask for any of these things. They're given to us simply because of the fact that our universal intelligence knows what our desires are. We don't have to eat, but if we want food, then food is simply there. Uh, some people say they liked, uh, they have told us from the life after this life that they like smoking a cigar or smoking a pipe. And so then the pipe or the cigar is uh, automatically there. Now, the smoke does not do anything. It doesn't give you cancer either. It doesn't give you cancer. <laughs> it's all of the same sensations, all of the same experiences, but but none of the deleterious yeah. effects. Yeah, quite wonderful. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your surroundings in the afterlife. What does it look like? It looks, if you look around in the afterlife, your first impression will be it's exactly the same as the earth plane. That you're seeing things, you're hearing things, there are things that are happening, and it looks very much like it. But very quickly, you see that there are vast differences. There are beautiful flowers that grow profusely. They're huge flowers, and they emanate. Oh, as people. Tallest people, usually tallest people, and they emanate not only smells, but they also emanate sounds. And so then you will hear sounds coming from the flowers. The landscapes are, are beautiful and extensive. There are animals living in the landscapes. There are oceans, there are mountains and seas and all of the things that we would expect. There is no sun. There is no moon. There, there are no stars in the sky. Uh, the sky is a beautiful blue all the time. We don't have a, a night time in the life after this life. What we do is we have a, a twilight. There's a time that, that it's an easier time when things dim a little bit. And for people who like to sleep, then they can sleep during that time if they want to. If you don't want to sleep, you don't have to. So then, then the circumstances are fitting to what it is that we want to have, what it is that we expect. And then we live in a house, or if we wanted to live in a house by the ocean all of our lives, then that would be available to us. What we receive then is what we are attuned to, what we want to have, and also what our level of development is for people who are not fully developed, who are, who are in a state in which they're hostile and angry and, and, and they're con confrontative, then, then they will be with others who are like that. And that area is not a very pleasant area. It's a darker area. It does, it's not a hell. There is no such thing as hell. But they are in a darker area, and there's a lot of shouting and screaming and and uh, and people going after each other with hostility. But, and eventually, then they'll grow out of that. They won't stay there forever. They, they'll grow out of it. It just takes them a period of time to mature out of those circumstances into the third level or Summerland, which is where most of us are going to be going. Talk about our senses there, because one of the things we have is mind sight, which is 360 degrees. So we can, which and much better, much, much better than our sight here. Um, people, to, especially people who had very poor eyesight, talk about that. Talk yeah. about it how great our sight is and how we can tell far sighted we are. Yeah, there are no disabilities. There are no there are no difficulties with sight. We are perfect see perfectly 2020 or better. And and as you say, we, we can see all around us 
if we simply focus our intention upon it, then we can see things that are in other places. There are sights, then are, there are colors that are not like colors on the earth. They were much more brilliant. They're beautiful colors, the colors that we don't have. And, and the music there is music. The colors we don't have on earth because they're beyond the visible light spectrum. Yeah. They're just, uh, they're beyond us entirely. But all of the experiences that we have on the earth plane are experiences. In other words, that they're coming to us from our greater reality, from, from our universal intelligence. And so we have the experiences in our minds. The same thing happens in the life after this life. We have the experiences in our minds, but the experiences are vastly different. They are much more acute. Uh, people remember things. They learn things more easily. Children who are raised in the life after this life learn more quickly. They become more advanced more easily. And so it's a different world. It's a different circumstance. But the basis of it is very much like the earth plane. We have bodies the same way we do we do on the earth plane. The bodies are in our, our prime. They're in our 20s and 30s, like we're graduate students. And and uh, that's the way it is for everybody. There are no old people. There are no old people ailments. Everybody is in that state of mind. If they go in as children, then they will grow up to that level. Yeah, I mean, it's like ideal. Um, when I was first doing this research, it was too good to be true. You keep the more research you do, the more the more communications you read, the more perfect it sounds. And you think, I can't believe this. And then you come across more people saying the same thing. And you say, oh, maybe it's true. I remember the first time I came across someone saying that whatever you wish you had from the life you just ended, you just wish, you just think of it, and you turn around, and there it is right in your house. Mm -hmm. I thought, that I can't believe. Mm -hmm. There was this book I wanted to read again. And I turned around, and there it was right in the bookcase. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't remember it had been there before. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't believe that that actually happens. And sure enough, it does. I just couldn't believe it. It was really amazing. Yeah, for people who wanted to play the piano, then there is they are in a house with a piano in it. Yes, and, 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 a, and Mozart you know, comes to give them lessons, and they can get right lessons from Mozart. Or they uh, they will receive what it is that they want to have. Uh, now, of course, not everybody gets lessons from Mozart. It no, is, right? But uh, but, but some there's of them do, somebody apparently. somebody there, right? And and it can be. When we read books in the life after this life, then, then we don't have to read them uh, page by page, word by word. The books will read themselves to us. And <laughs> as they read themselves to us, we get the, the author's intention. That So they read themselves to us. And we understand the books like we never could on the earth plane. Uh, and there are vast lectures that happen. There's one they, one example that uh, a person from the life after this life gave of Martin Luther coming down and speaking to vast numbers of people. So there are lecturers who come from the higher realms and, and they come in to lecture and, and spend time with do. the people. Yes. Uh, so it's a wonderful world in, in which we continue to grow. We continue to learn to become spiritually more adept, to become more loving and compassionate. And we can stay there. Uh, one person in Anthony Borgia's book, Life in the World Unseen, said he, he had been there for a thousand years. 
And so we can stay in Summerland as mu- as long as we want to. We don't have to move on to another level. But then when we're ready to move on, then we just graduate to the next level. And this is a graduation that takes place in one instance. Like we don't simply go from one to the next level. We we gradually move from one level to the next. Uh, and we can continue our spiritual growth or stay where we are for any period of time. One of the things that bothered me was that you know people from upper realms, fifth level, sixth level, will will come down fairly frequently and teach, and they often wear the signifiers of their rank. They wear the hat, they wear the 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 belt. They sometimes wear the cape. That the and we know what that rank is, mm-hmm. and that bothered me because you don't want you don't want to think that the afterlife has is ranked, but it's very much ranked. And I would, and I, it, I, I wondered about that. Why, why? Because you don't want to think. But the reason is, and they, they've earned that rank. You don't, you, you can't wear it, and you can't be eight feet tall, like a, like a, a, a six level being, unless you really are a six level being. They're tall and thin. You can't. You have to have earned it. And I think part of the reason is. And and you and you can't you can't go to the top of the fourth level unless you've earned it because it's too it's unbearable it's the they say the energy really batters you or you can't go to the fifth level unless you've earned it because the energy is just unbearable. But the reason is we quickly come to understand it's like the air is better up there. You know, we really want we start to really want to grow spiritually, mm-hmm. and if it weren't for the fact that we're very aware that we can't go to places these people can go to, we'd get kind of pretty mellow sitting around on level three. And it's pretty great right there. Why would I want to grow spiritually? But we get to see, you know, hey, there's a lot more above where we are now. And we start to kind of hunger to go a little higher. And we start thinking, you know, yeah, it was kind of awful on the earth. We had some awful things happen to us, but if we go to the earth and go through what was really a very short lifetime, maybe we can get to the top of level five. Maybe we can get to even level six. Maybe we can have some of the wonderful, wonderful experiences that are possible at a higher level spiritually. Maybe maybe we'll take another lifetime because if it's so great to be even at level three of the afterlife. As you say, people people can spend a thousand years there and you never ever get sick of all the things you can do. We haven't even started talking about the travel and the and the great sort of little cars you can scoot around in and airplanes where you can scoot around in and, and just going to the end of the universe for the afternoon to just look around. We haven't even started talking about that. But, you know, maybe if we come back and we choose some really crappy experiences that we can really grow from, maybe we can get to the top of level five and start looking toward level six. And there's a lot more we can even do that would be even more fun up there. So that's why the signifiers of rank. That's why we start to hunger to go higher. Don't you think? Don't you think that's why all that happens? 
Yeah, and we're able to to go lower, so people can go to the lower levels from the level that they're on. Of course, the of higher course. levels, then then uh, they're unable to go to them, and it isn't that that they are somehow they hit a brick wall. It is that the uh, upper levels are are so full of energy that it, they they can't really spend any time in them. And the people in the upper levels, when they come down to to a lower level, then they feel like they're they're going down into a, a dark fog. It's like it's a it's a different world to them because they're in yeah. such a level of of, uh, of being. But they do come down to us, and and, and there's a great chain of being in which they will teach people at the lower levels, and the people at the lower levels then will will teach. And so we do know that there's always a great chain of being. They're anxious to to work with us. They're anxious, even anxious to help. Level to help because they want to see humankind progress, but they also want to see each one of us as individuals to be happy, to be fulfilled, to live a oh, life yes. of love, peace, and joy. And so they're anxious to do that, and and they're continually working with us. They're working with us now. So they're working with us while we're on the earth plane. Oh, yes. They continue to work with us after we leave the earth plane and go on to the next level. Yeah. But that, but that's why we end up come, people will say, I don't, I'm never coming back. I don't want to come back. They tell me, I'm sure that people tell you that all the time, but that's why we do end up wanting to come back because the air is so much better up there. People really want to grow spiritually when they're in the afterlife. They start to hunger for it. Like you've never hungered for anything. And that's why you'll want to come back until yeah. you can get to upper part of level five. You pretty much you start to hunger for more growth, more spiritual growth is what we want. Yeah. And in the meantime, as you say, then then it's a wonderful world to live in. Uh, all of the things that we wish we could have done on the earth plane and we can do there. Uh, and you don't suddenly become a concert pianist. You would have to go through. You would have to practice and and learn the skills the same way that you would on the earth plane. But it's easier, it's faster, and it's we much can easier. whatever it is that we want to become. Uh, and it sounds too good to be true, but it's only because of the fact that we're on in Earth pl- right now. We're on the Earth plane, and the Earth plane is a crucible. It's a place where there are mo- all of the negatives, all of the difficulties, all of the problems. And so it's difficult for us to think of a plane in which we don't have these problems, but that's exactly yeah. what it is that we will be entering. When I talked with my mother-in-law after she had transitioned, she she was a young woman in the 30s. <laughs> and the best thing she had to say about the afterlife was, you can buy whatever you want. You don't need money. And I thought, wow, that's a great summary of what it's like in the afterlife. <laughs> it's really true. She could have yeah, whatever true. she wanted. That's didn't true. need money. Yeah, there is no money and there's no need for money. So that when people construct a house, builders will make a house for somebody and they do it out of love. They do it because they they want to help the other person. And everybody is more concerned about helping each other than about having themselves have their desires met. And as a result of that, then everyone is concerned with and taking care of other people. It could be the same on the earth plane. There's nothing keeping us from having that kind of a world, except for the fact that we have the dis, the illusion that we're separate from each other, that we are not one universal intelligence. And because we're separate, then we should get everything that we can for ourselves individually. And so that that results in a corrupt view of life. And uh, and then we don't so much take care of other people as we try to take care of ourselves in in ways that are, are really superficial. The problem is there are still 
too few people who understand, who don't understand that life is eternal. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. this world is very temporary, but the person we are goes on forever. People, too few mm-hmm. people understand that. Don't understand that. Yeah, and it's the same kind of thing as is if we were not on the earth plane, if we hadn't lived this life. It would be difficult for us to imagine that that we would start off as infants with an infant's mind, and then we would become a five-year-old with a five-year-old's mind, and then a 10-year-old with a 10-year-old's mind. Mm -hmm. Somebody who had no idea about development, about growth, would have a difficult time understanding that. It's the same thing in the life after this life. We grow, we continue to grow beyond horizons that we can't even imagine. And as we grow, then we become all of the things that we've ever wanted to become. It is continual growth in love, peace, and joy with each other. The great thing is, when you get to the afterlife, everything that ever mattered to you turns out to have been eternal, too. Mm -hmm. All the people, all the animals you've ever loved, all the things that you ever wanted to do, you get to do there, and you're young. I mean... You know, there's Mikey Morgan doing his snowboarding. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that you thought was was temporary turns out to be forever. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that really astonishes me. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could only help people to understand that the, this world of lack is, is the illusion. Mm-hmm. What's true is permanent. All of it. Yeah, it's true. We are on a stage, right? We're on a stage now, and uh, we are taking our parts, and we're playing our parts. And But the person whom we really are is not that actor that's on the stage, not the character that's on the stage. It is the individual that we are that is universal, uh, that is in our universal intelligence. And we will continue to live after the body dies as the person we are. We stay as individuals. We always stay as individuals, so we, we we don't then become a different person. Other parts of our higher self may incarnate so that they will incarnate and they will come into the earth plane. But we will stay as individuals and, and throughout eternity after we have left the, li- the life on this life. A Course in Miracles says, nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists, Therein lies the peace of God. And if everyone would just memorize those three lines, therein lies all the peace there is. You just never never have another worry in your life. And that's the way it is. I mean, that's all that's all true, and that's all that's all anyone needs to ever know. Everything else is dicta. Yeah. And there are there are no there is no death. There, there, death is a, a misnomer. It, it does not exist. There is only there are only transitions. So we will make transitions from this life into the next life. We'll make transitions from one level in the next life to the, another. We will continue to make transitions, but there will there is no death, and we will realize that there's no death after we go on to the next life. And so we needn't worry about what's going to be in our futures. Our futures are full of glory and full of wonderful experiences and and loving relationships with our loved ones from Earth plane and new people whom we meet in the life after this life. People need to understand as well that even if you're somewhat older, 
you can make this your last Earth lifetime. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep coming back. Just a few basic things you need to understand, and you can whiz right to the top of level five. It's so easy. And Jesus told us how to do it, and what he taught was very basic, that you don't have to get fancy. Um, my book, The Fun of Growing Forever, teaches it, and teaches it very simply. I'll teach it to you, too. Just send me an email. I'll tell you what to do. It's very, very simple. Yeah, and we will continue. To, all we have to do is to be open to it. All, all we have to do is is hunger for, for a better life, for a life that is more in tune with whom we are in eternity, and then it will come. It will come automatically. We just have to relax, not struggle so much against this world because this world is full of struggles and, and full of trials. And, right. and if we can just relax and realize the truth that we are eternal beings having a physical experience, then all these things will come to us. They'll simply come to us with, without our asking for them. They will, they will, are, they are in our future. Even when there's challenges, even when there are, are tragedies at the end of the challenges and the tragedies, there is the joy, the peace and the love that we are, that is our birthright as people on the earth plane. And we can have more of the life after this life in this life. If we just allow ourselves to have it, if we're just open to having it, it will come to us. So what else do you want people to know about the life after this life? How much fun it is? Yeah, it's important to realize that that we have relationships there that are loving relationships without animosities. And the loving relationships are, are we, we learn about each other, we understand each other, we have relationships, we have interactions with each other that are loving and compassionate. And we needn't worry about hostilities and, and anger and and any of the feelings of guilt, of, of misgivings, of all of the negative feelings that we have in our relationships. That could happen on the earth plane. There's no reason why it couldn't happen on the earth plane. It's only our ignorance that keeps it from happening. And the fact that we have grown up being taught by society things that are lies, things that are simply not true about other people, about our lives, and about who we are in eternity. And so then in the life after this life, then we will be loving we will be joyful and we will be peaceful. One of the things that surprises a lot of people when they have their party, and there's always a party. Oh, those people are party animals. But when they, when they have the party and everybody comes, sometimes they find that their biggest enemy on the earth was a great eternal friend who took that role to help them grow spiritually and they fall together into one another's arms and they're hugging and they're laughing because it was all a game. It was all a play. They took a role in one another's lives, but they love each other to death. And, you know, the the person that you that's making you crazy right now could just be your very best eternal friend. You don't even know. So hedge your bets, make everybody your friend. Because you just don't even know who your eternal friends are. It's all a game. This all, this earth is all a game. None of it's real. Yeah, and when we make that, uh, when we our, our lives are being planned and the people are taking on various roles, yeah, the people who are taking on a role which may be antagonistic, maybe a difficulty for them, are very apologetic to them before they <laughs> are born during the the life plan. Then our souls. Our soul communicates with their souls 
and they are the ones who are in on the planning and they and they are concerned about each other and and loving and that relationship then comes into our life after this life when we make the transition then we also are thankful to that other person we are are loving we are the person who was antagonistic to us it turns out that they were just playing the role and so we can be reassured that and we can have we can have a loving peaceful relationship with them again as we never could on the earth plane yeah i mean there the things that come between you here are so stupid things like you know, money and position and all that foolishness, none of which matters. You can take none of it with you. So just leave it alone here and just mm-hmm. just enjoy and be peaceful and loving and happy. That's all that really matters. Oh, Craig, what do you want people? We're about we're coming to the end of our time. It goes so quickly mm-hmm. whenever we're talking, you and I. What what do you want people to to remember from today? You just have to remember that you're eternal beings who are having a, a temporary physical experience. And that once this experience is over, then you'll be going on to a wonderful world in which you'll have a a life with all of your loved ones, all of the pets that you love, and all of the things that you loved in this life. And so then you needn't worry about the, the transition called death. It is a temporary transition. It is painless. You don't even realize that it happened. And once you've made the transition, then you will be into the next life and it will be glorious for you. Glorious. Absolutely right. Big hug, my dear. We, we we do this four times a year, so we'll have Craig back again very, very soon. Oh, so my dear oh, and, and also uh, Craig has um several websites, seekreality.com, teachingsbyjesus.com. And um what, what's the AREI website? It's afterlifeinstitute.org. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd invite anybody to get on it. That's devoted to the research. And, and we're right now spending most of our time focused on seekreality.com okay. and with all the wonderful information that we're bringing to people. We want to make sure that humankind understands the reality that we know and seekreality.com contains it. Perfect. Again, mm-hmm. my dears, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm very glad you could be with us today, especially. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you get that, really get it, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be Sue Frederick, who is an ordained unity minister, lifelong intuitive, past life and between life souls regression therapist and master numerologist. Sue's most recent book is Through a Divine Lens, Practices to Quiet Your Ego and Align with Your Soul. She's an intuitive coach and spirit guide, and she helps people in that capacity to realign with their soul's purpose and connect to departed loved ones for healing conversations. I'm really enjoying reading her books. So please enjoy. join us next week for a nice conversation. And this week, our guest has been the illustrious and overall extraordinary Dr. R. Craig Hogan, who's been with us for the 42nd time in 10 years. Craig is my Seek Reality co-host, basically, at this point. He and I have been talking about what's perhaps the most basic afterlife topic there is, since by now everyone knows or should know that our human life really is eternal. But what's what's the process after we've transitioned back home? And what's the afterlife like for most of us in the endless daytime that's our eternal lives? It, it is an attorney. Is it, is it just, you know, 
Is it harps, basically? Is that what it is? No, no, there's no throne room. It's the most glorious time you could imagine, and it goes on for as long as you want it to go on. And now, of course, it's also time to once again mention Seek Reality Online, which is your one-stop resource for all things afterlife. Just go to SeekReality.com and start to learn for yourself that your own reality is eternal. It does go on forever. And learn the ultimate truth from our dear, wonderful, beautiful friend, Craig Hogan. He is your worldwide expert on all things afterlife. And teachingsbyjesus.com is your single resource for all the beautiful divine truths that are brought to us in perfect love by the greatest teacher, whoever is, ever was, and ever will be, Master Jesus, the eternally risen Christ. Now it really is, really is finally Jesus's turn. As Christianity as a religion finally dies as it should die because it has nothing to do with Jesus. It was created by the Roman Emperor Constantine and not by Jesus As it goes away, the genuine teachings of Jesus can finally come alive. Teachingsbyjesus.com is the Lord's own entirely religion-free website. It was made by Jesus in perfect love for you. I have some books also, which I don't talk about much, but they're there. My nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. For little children, there is the fun of meeting Jesus. It's a beautiful picture book. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And most adult of the, of the adult books are available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything, anything at all, really. I mean, I hear from people who have all kinds of things they want to talk about. You can always contact me through the green contact block on com. I answer every email if you give me your real address. Some people don't. And then whatever I wrote bounces and that makes me sad and you don't want to see me sad. So please make sure you give me your right email address. All the more than 500 past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever audio podcasts can be found. And you can listen to new audio episodes every week with the Seek Reality app that you can find for free wherever free apps are available. You also can see the new video episodes each week on Roku or Fire Stick. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you... You are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in this entire universe, you are infinitely and eternally loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.